Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Well, thank you very, very much. Um, I appreciate uh, this opportunity. Every single time I get the opportunity to uh, talk about this uh, topic, um, I feel like I I'll walk back on extremely holy ground. So, you know, uh, take a look at uh, the, the ground underneath uh, uh, you guys. Uh, you're you're on very holy ground um, at this point. And, and I feel that way anytime that I walk into an essay, a meeting, um, you know, I Whenever I walk into uh, to a meeting, I, I know that uh, that is an opportunity for my higher power to uh, communicate uh, to me in ways that, um, you know, my higher power, uh, uh, not that he can't uh, communicate in, in other places, but he really uh, resonates and really uh, communicates uh, with uh, with me um, in essay uh, meetings, and, and I appreciate the, the opportunity. All right, so uh, jumping into the uh, topic, uh, shame, what, what is uh, shame? Um, you know, uh, a lot of times people uh, confuse shame uh, with the word guilt, and those uh, two two words are um, uh, mixed up uh, quite a bit. Uh, but uh, they actually wind up being polar opposite um, things. Uh, when I first uh, w- did a speaker meeting about uh, shame, I got into a car accident uh, about a few days right beforehand, and so I uh, use that example uh, constantly in all my discussions about shame. And uh, I I can process the fact that I got into a car accident uh, in two different ways. Uh, One way uh, that I can uh, process it is uh, talking in terms of behaviors. Um, Like, for example, I made a mistake as a driver. You know, I really shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't have been looking at my cell phone. Uh, You know, it was a rainy uh, day out. You know, I should have uh, given uh, more space between myself and and the other uh, person. Um, it talks about behaviors, and behaviors are, are things that are, um, are rather easy to uh, go out and change. But uh, the other way that I could process uh, the whole fact that I got into a car accident might be that I am a bad driver, and that's a shame uh, way of, of viewing the exact same uh, event um, because uh, that uh, talks about who I am as a person, that I am a bad person um, uh, when I say that I am a, a bad driver, sa- says that you know that inherently that is my um, uh, uh, being. That's uh, who who I am. And when I say um, things like that, I'm shaming myself. And the problem with this is that there's nothing that I can do with it. Uh, if I um, tell myself that I'm a bad driver, then uh, it almost, in essence, says that that's the way I'm always going to be, you know, that I'm stuck uh, with that uh, behavior of being a bad a driver, uh, that I can't go uh, beyond uh, that. 
Whereas if I uh, talk in terms of uh, guilt type of uh, statements to myself, I should have, um, you know, uh, paid a better attention. I should have given a more distance. Those are things that I can take action on. I can, uh, I can have different behavior, but there's nothing that I can do with I'm a bad a driver. I'm, I'm stuck with that uh, apart from, you know, I don't know, going back and relearning how, how to drive uh, uh, altogether. But uh, even then, you know, um, that's driving behaviors versus I'm a bad driver, a driver, I'm stuck with that. And so that's the, that's the uh, toxic, uh, problematic uh, form, form of shame is that I am stuck um, in, uh, in whatever it is that I think I'm uh, horrible with and I can't do anything with it. And I, I quickly give up. I uh, disconnect from God. I disconnect uh, from uh, other people um, when, when I have shame. And therefore, I, I'm stuck in a pit, and uh, there's really nowhere uh, that I can go with it. 12 and 12 um, actually has uh, the uh, 12 steps and uh, 12 traditions uh, from AA actually has a perfect uh, description of uh, what this is like. Let me uh, pull that open here. Um, it's actually in step four, and uh, you'll find this on page 45 of step four. Um, it says, if temperamentally we are on the depressive side, uh, which is uh, the type of uh, person that I, I was um, when I first uh, came into the program, we are apt to be swamped with guilt and self-loathing. The self-loathing really is another uh, term for shame. We wallow in this messy bog, often getting uh, misshapen and uh, painful pleasure out of it. Now, remember that phrase, uh, painful pleasure out of it. Uh, that'll uh, come up uh, later on in another part of our, our literature that I'll, I'll read. Um, as we morbidly pursue this melancholy activity, we may sink uh, to such a point of despair that nothing but oblivion uh, looks possible as a solution. Here, of course, we have lost all perspective and therefore all genuine humility, for this is pride in reverse. This is uh, not a moral inventory at all. It is uh, the very process uh, by which the depressive has so often been, uh, been led to the, uh, to the bottle and the extinction. So it's uh, describing one way that uh, people could uh, approach the uh, step four process. And, uh, and one problematic way to approach the step four process, process is uh, just uh, by uh, creating this whole list of here are all the horrible things uh, that I've done. This is uh, the grand sum of why I'm such a horrible uh, human being. There was an old uh, step four inventory that I, I did um, it was 23 pages, uh, single uh, typed um, out um, uh, about all the horrible, uh, despicable things that I had uh, done uh, up to that point in, in my life. And um, I actually carried that around uh, with a great deal of pride, you know, thinking, wow, you know, I really, really worked this uh, step four uh, really hard. I uh, got all this uh, stuff about uh, how horrible a person I was. And the very uh, and I did this uh, step four completely on my own uh, because I, I was too scared to work with a, a sponsor. Um, when I finally did uh, get up the uh, courage and you know I, I had enough uh, humility to actually work with a, a sponsor, um, I, I and when I was working with him and I got to a step four, I uh, got two sentences into describing this uh, twenty-three pages of. Uh, uh, shame uh, that I uh, put down, and he uh, told me, "Yep, uh, go ahead and uh, burn that, rip it up, uh, get get rid of every single copy of uh, the uh, of this uh, inventory that you've done. Uh, you know, because it's just a uh, um, it, 
what I, what I can see now is that, you know, I carry it around uh, with my pride and reverse of uh, this badge of honor of all this uh, shame that I uh, carried. And it sa- may sound weird, you know, to say a badge of honor, but that's, uh, that's really honestly w- what I was doing is that I, I was carrying this and holding on to this uh, shame um, as kind of a badge of honor. Because what I was doing uh, with this uh, shame is um, I was protecting uh, the rest of the universe uh, from me. I was such a horrible, despicable uh, person, um, as I had concluded in my head, uh, that uh, shame was the perfect uh, tool uh, to keep me separated uh, from uh, the universe uh, to protect them. And and I actually viewed at at that time as shame of being a wonderful uh, God-given thing that, you know, God wanted me to uh, carry um, all, all this uh, shame around um, in order to keep myself uh, humble, and uh, and it wasn't a uh, 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 genuine humility. And in, in the and what we uh, read, it says uh, we lost all genuine uh, humility when we were um, uh, when we were in this uh, messy bog of self-loathing. Uh, but I, I I was completely blind to, uh, to all that. I thought that all, all this shame was a, a good thing, something that I needed to do. And it's funny because uh, even as I'm sitting here describing it, you know, the body um, remembers and, and knows um, uh, all those experiences. And I get the same uh, shame uh, feelings that, that I felt uh, back then. I, I can even hear it, uh, you know, breaking up in, in my voice and uh, I, I can feel in, in, uh, in that, that shame. It was quite um, painful. It was it was all encompassing. It was my entire universe. Um, I was the absolute first person to run out of SA rooms, um, you know, and uh, it's funny, uh, I, I recently w- went to a talk uh, where there was a, another person that was uh, in that same home group. Um, uh, we, we now live in totally different uh, states, but, you know, I, I went back uh, to, to do a speaker a meeting uh, with him there, and he talked about how he, um, uh, in those meetings, uh, raced uh, to, to get out the a door. And, and as I recall now, I, I do remember a race between himself and myself to, to get out, out the door first and, and not uh, have the, the meeting after the meeting to connect with other people because we were so full of shame, uh, both of us, that we did not feel that we deserved um, that, that opportunity uh, to uh, communicate uh, with other people. It wasn't that other people had said that we didn't uh, deserve it. Nobody in, in the meetings uh, said that uh, we couldn't uh, stick around and uh, but we, we told ourselves that uh, we didn't belong and uh, that we needed to, um, uh, to cut out of there so that we could, um, uh, you know, because uh, we, we didn't belong. Now, the funny thing is that the very next paragraph um, in that step four, um, it has a completely different uh, way that a person can uh, approach a step four. And it talks about uh, this uh, righteous grand- grandiosity, uh, this uh, person that is um, so full of themselves, you know, that they have such a huge uh, ego and, and such a huge uh, pride in themselves. And um, at the time when I finally uh, discovered this passage and uh, discovered this uh, description of uh, shame, my sponsor was that exact polar opposite. He was about as uh, righteous and uh, grandiose um, as you uh, could be when he was in, in his sickness. You know, he had to learn uh, humility by, by going to essay. But you know, in his disease, uh, he was uh, the exact opposite. He was this uh, f- uh, full of ego. Um, so in other words, when I got into a conflict um, uh, with anybody, um, I was always at fault. That's, that's how, that was my default mode. 
for him, if he got into a conflict uh, with someone, it was always someone else's fault. He was never at fault. You know, he was always uh, perfect. He was always right. And so, um, you know, we were the exact polar opposites. You know, I could not have been uh, more shame-based. He could not uh, be uh, more pride-based uh, uh, or uh, grandiose-based. Uh, and uh, and we made a, a very odd pair. Uh, but uh, he uh, he became a, a godsend. Um, and as I go further in my story, you'll you'll hear and, and see um, how and, and why that occurred. All right. So. Um, my story uh the um there was a um place it's called the portable um in uh, nashville and uh we had a 6 30 uh, meeting uh, there um and as a little aside my very first time going to the portable everybody called it the portable and what it was is uh, a um what do you call those uh uh you know like a trailer house um you know portable um uh home uh, where where they had a meeting room uh, at the end but uh, as I was first uh, approaching it, uh, there was this uh, garbage uh, dumpster um, that uh, was the uh, same color as the portable. Uh, they called it the beige uh, portable. And so as I'm approaching, I see this beige uh, uh, dumpster. And I honestly thought, you know, gosh, we're, we're meeting in a dumpster. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how far, far have I uh, dropped and, and sunk uh, to go to SA meetings? And I'm uh, going to trash a dumpster to, uh, to have uh, meetings. Uh, Gratefully, once I got around uh, the edge of the, the dumpster, I, I saw the rest of the um, uh, beige uh, portable and uh, and realized that that's uh, where, where the meeting was. But, you know, at the time, I was so sh shame uh, filled that, you know, I, I assumed I deserved a uh, trash uh, um, dumpster as a place to go uh, meet uh, for, for SA. So like I, I said, I was the cause of the entire universe's uh, pain, um, all the uh, pain that you uh, felt uh, in the uh, universe, all, all the things that you were doing. It wasn't your fault. Um, it was my fault. Um, and, uh, um, you know, any conflicts was automatically in my fault. I would uh, twist it around in my head uh, that it was my fault. I would also have uh, lots of rules um, in my head um, based on what I uh, did at any moment in time uh, of what made me a good person versus a bad person. And like almost most of my orientation uh, was based on, on that. I, I had to keep score, um, you know, all throughout the day, you know, am I being a good person or I'm, I'm being a bad person. And the conclusion that I came to most of the time uh, was that I was, uh, uh, I was being a bad person. Um, and and uh, once again, I thought all this was a good thing that this is what God wanted me uh, to do. One of the uh, meetings that we had in the portable was a, a speaker meeting, and uh, they were going over step uh, four, and uh, we were on page uh, 66 of the uh, big book. And uh, uh, in it, uh, we were uh, talking about uh, resentment inventories and, and how to go about uh, doing them, and we were reading the, uh, 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 the uh, statements that, that were in the big book on how to, how to do it and what the... Um, uh, resentment inventory was about it says uh, to conclude that others were wrong was as far as most of us ever got. The usual outcome uh, was that uh, people continued to wrong us and we uh, stayed sore. And then here's the big sentence. It says sometimes it was remorse and then uh, we were sore at ourselves. And uh, the speaker uh, just stopped and paused for a moment and just as an uh, offside uh, comment uh, said, well, you know, that uh, being sore at yourself, that's just a shame. And I suppose we could do a shame inventory. Well, my ears uh, perked up at, uh, at that statement. 
we can do a shame inventory. Well, I immediately, I went to my sponsor um, after that meeting and asked him, well, where's this uh, shame inventory? I, I think I need to do that shame inventory for my uh, step four because um, I, I was working on my uh, step four at that uh, time. And I, I asked him, well, you know, where am I going to find it um, and, and how do I do it? He says, I've never heard of a shame inventory. I, I don't know uh, what it is. And then he said uh, to me the key phrase, but uh, Mark, God will constantly dis uh, disclose more to you and me. And what he said is, go ask a God, go find out uh, from him how to do a shame inventory and come back and, and tell me what would you uh, find out. Um, I, um, I walked around uh, with that uh, challenge uh, for a day or two, I think, uh, best my memory can, can say. It might have even been uh, the same day. Um, and uh, I was walking uh, to work. I uh, parked uh, for free about a quarter mile away from my work. There's this big uh, hill um, in uh, Nashville that I uh, climbed up uh, to, to get to my work um, in, the, uh, in a big uh, tower downtown. And as I'm climbing the, the hill, um, I had a very profound moment, and, and God spoke to me. And uh, God uh, spoke uh, to me. I climbed the hill inside my head and he said, um, he asked me, is it my will that you carry this shame? And that question was uh, a very profound question because up until that very moment, I had always thought that the answer was yes, that it was God's uh, will for me to uh, carry shame around all, all that time. But the fact that he had asked me um, in the form of a question, is it my will uh, that you uh, carry this uh, shame? that I came to the uh, halting realization that no, um, my higher power does not want me to uh, carry around shame. And um, I think I was completely useless uh, for work uh, the, at least uh, that entire morning, uh, if not uh, the rest of the day, because I kept on thinking about and dwelling um, on uh, that question and more and more uh, different columns of uh, a shame inventory came to me to the point of where um, virtually what we have today um, in the uh, shame inventory um, is, uh, um, is those exact uh, columns that we had there. Uh, the shame inventory has been published in um, our uh, fellowship's um, uh, essay. Um, there is also an actual uh, URL that you can go to um, right now and uh, get a copy of the uh, shame inventory. Um, you can find it at www.tinyurl.com forward slash shame recovery, um, all one word. Again, that's www.tinyurl.com forward slash shame recovery, um, all, all one word. If you go there, um, you'll, you'll find uh, the, the latest uh, version and, and the latest uh, copy um, of it. And uh, so the, these are the uh, eight columns that uh, on that day um, I worked out, and there's only been a couple of uh, tweaks uh, to it um, uh, in the seven years since. The very first column um, uh, mirrors what, what you do for a resentment inventory. Um, it has you put down the event, and it gives you less than 19 words to, to write that because as shame uh, addicts, and, and I've seen this time and time again, people that, are, um, that have uh, problems with uh, shame, they love to uh, have these long descriptions of uh, the, the event uh, that um, causes them to have a particular uh, shame. Um, you know, to describe their shame event because they're wallowing in that uh, messy uh, bog. 
So I, I'm very strict when I'm uh, working with someone saying no more than uh, 19 uh, words because that's the longest uh, description that you get in the resentment inventory in the uh, a, a big book is 19 words. So you want just a very short uh, thing that describes uh, what the um, event is. The second column is the cause. Um, and you're supposed to uh, use uh, two words that I give you, I am, and then you fill in the blank. Um, I am whatever. Okay, and it's usually a negative uh, statement that, uh, that you're saying um, to yourself. I am, um, you know, uh, I am weak uh, might be an example. Third column, uh, again, uh, took this right uh, from the resentment inventory, affects my, you know, does it affect my uh, pride, my uh, pocketbook, uh, my personal relations, ambitions, emotional security, sex uh, relations. Um, so, you know, um, I just uh, check off uh, those. Um, and then um, it goes to the uh, big question. That was the question that um, I had um, uh, climbing up that hill. Does this uh, shame help me uh, carry out uh, my higher power's will for, for me? Now, the answer um, should always be no in that column uh, whenever you get to that. If you ever have to say yes, you've got some second uh, step work uh, to do, and you probably need to do it with your sponsor. Um, the next uh, column is, what does my higher power want me to be instead of uh, carrying this uh, shame? And that uh, can be a difficult thing for uh, some people to do. You know, some of the people that I've uh, worked uh, through the shame inventory uh, with, they have a rough time uh, figuring this out. Um, if uh, any of you uh, were ever in Boy Scouts, um, you know, there's the, uh, uh, there's the, uh, not the motto, uh, the scout law, a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and, and reverent. Um, so th those are just 12 positive adjectives. That's all we're looking for is uh, can you uh, turn the negative uh, adjective about yourself into a positive adjective uh, about yourself? Instead of uh, being I'm weak, um, and since God doesn't want you uh, to have the shame of feeling uh, like you're weak all the time. What is it that God wants uh, to lift you up and, and become? Um, and uh, it might be uh, things like trusting, um, attentive, loving, you know, th those kind of things. And uh, when you have that, then uh, the next uh, column asks you, am I willing to become what my higher power wants me uh, to be? And there uh, the answer should be yes. Uh, but if you're, uh, if, um, if you're attempted to put down no, you've got some third step uh, work uh, to do, um, and you need to be talking with your sponsor in regards to uh, why uh, you um, are not willing to become what your higher power wants you to be. The uh, seventh column is harms done uh, to others by carrying around this uh, shame. This is an opportunity for you to uh, uh, pre-work uh, on your steps uh, eight and nine uh, of getting the uh, uh, inventory of uh, harms that you might have actually uh, caused to other people. Now, um, uh, people that are wallowing around in shame very often um, uh, think that they're always uh, harming others. And so you may really need to uh, go with your sponsor to determine whether or not you did actually harm someone. Um, I used to think that I had harmed all kinds of uh, people, but uh, it was uh, through my thinking and nobody knew what my uh, thoughts were, you know, that I thought negatively of uh, different people or that, you know, I, you know, 
uh, those are not harms uh, done uh, to other people. There's certainly a harm that's done to me, uh, but uh, it's not a harm that, that was done uh, to other people. And then uh, we uh, come to the eighth column, which is probably the most profound um, experience and is the most holy of uh, holy ground uh, to, uh, to come to. If you are really struggling uh, with uh, shame, uh, this uh, prayer uh, is going to be an amazing uh, trans- uh, transformation for you. And um, this it was passed down uh, from uh, sponsor to sponsee in uh, my um, old uh, sponsorship uh, lineage. Um, we don't know where it came from. Uh, we, it's not in any of our, our literature. We don't know where this prayer came from, but it was passed down from uh, you know, uh, sponsor to sponsee. And, uh, and I made some uh, minor changes uh, to the prayer um, uh, to have it specifically about shame. So I'll listen to, to the prayer. Um, and I'm, I'm going to purposely not just read quickly through it. I'm going to uh, make lots of pauses uh, in it. And uh, that's the way you should uh, pray this prayer is with uh, lots of pauses and uh, lots of opportunities uh, for um, your higher power to communicate uh, with you, to uh, testify to you of the truthfulness of what you just uh, uh, prayed and, and said. So here's the prayer. It says, God, you've given me courage and clarity to open a place in my heart to receive your presence. The shame of, you know, fill in, fill in the, the blank, helps me to realize how sick and cut off from you I was. I am ready to let you change me into what you want me to be without this shame. God, I need a mercy and forgiveness. I believe you give it freely. And I will receive it gratefully. I also know that I need uh, to forgive myself. Whatever you want of me, I am willing to do. And I don't know how, how to uh, tell you guys, I have had experience after experience of me uh, praying that, that prayer on a particular um, shame, shame event that has just been rattling around in my head, um, just dooming uh, me and, uh, and causing great uh, uh, destruction uh, within me. And I, I pray that uh, that prayer and uh, and do it the, the way that I just uh, read it off, and it uh, that shame just amazingly dis- uh, disappears. It also helps, you know, uh, going through the other columns of uh, recognizing God doesn't want me to wallow in, in the shame. He doesn't want me to keep it. He wants me uh, to uh, step up and, and be something uh, different. Um, and and I, I need to do those uh, things as well. Um, as a little side, uh, I was working with a sponsee, um, and he had a, a lot of shame over something that he had uh, done uh, that day. And I, I'd stopped him and I asked him, so uh, have you done a shame inventory uh, on this event uh, yet? So I stopped, paused. He's like, no, I, I haven't. I'm like, well, wh- why don't we go ahead and uh, do it now? And he gets uh, uh, to the end, and, uh, and he works uh, all eight, eight columns on that shame event. It's like, wow, that shame had, has, uh, had been ripping me apart for the, the last 24 hours. It's now completely and utterly gone. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So then he turns uh, to me and he's like, so, so how are you doing? And I uh, described it and, uh, and I said, yeah, I'm not doing so well. You know, this or, or that is happening with work and, and such. He's like, boy, that sounds like shame. I'm like, yeah, it, it probably is. 
And he, he's like, well, have you done a shame inventory on that? I'm like, no, I, I haven't. He's like, well, why don't we go ahead and uh, go through the, the eight columns? So I kind of laughed and I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's do that. And, and uh, again, again, I experienced it just like it was the first uh, day uh, with the shame inventory all over again. I'm like, wow, that shame has just evaporated and has just uh, disappeared. Now, the only other aside uh, that I'll, I'll quickly say about the shame inventory, but uh, if you want hours of more uh, description on the shame inventory there uh, at that same uh, URL that I uh, gave you, um, you can find all kinds of other talks where I, I did it at international conferences and, and other uh, places where I, I describe in a whole lot more time than we have here um, uh, all about uh, the shame inventory. But the only other thing that I, I will say is most um, sponsors, or, or at least in my sponsorship lineage, they, they had you work uh, the resentment uh, inventories and the fear inventories um, uh, uh, column by column. In other words, yeah, you do um, you think of all the uh, resentments that you can possibly uh, think of, and then uh, then you do the the next uh, step, and uh, um, you know, and and then you do the causes and and such, and you and you go column by column, and and you work it on your entire inventory uh, that way. It does not work that way with uh, shame. Uh, with shame, you've got to work one event at a time. If you try and uh, do more than three uh, shame events in one uh, given day, um, you uh, will quickly uh, uh, be turning to acting out again because you will be so wallowed up uh, with shame uh, if you uh, just just list out all the shames that, that you have. Uh, that's extremely uh, dangerous. You've got to uh, work one shame uh, um, event all the way through all eight uh, columns and then go on to the next shame, shame event because you build up uh, power and connection uh, with your higher power with each and every one that you work through all eight columns. So you've got to work um, in, in rows. You, you got to work uh, across, not uh, up and down um, uh, and such. And uh, I have learned that painfully in working uh, with people over and over again that you have to do, uh, do it that way. Um, there's no other, other way that it works. So that's extremely important. Ooh, okay. Let's see where, where I'm at. All right. Um, another uh, interesting thing that has occurred is that um, I discovered in the white book um, in uh, Roy, um, in his uh, writings, he uh, quite often talked about his resentment uh, addiction. He even uh, has this addiction uh, cycle uh, for uh, resentments uh, that he does um, in his uh, reading. And that's found on uh, page 48 and 49 of the uh, white book. Um, and uh, I took uh, those um, and I uh, changed the words uh, for my experience uh, with shame. And, um, and it, this was the moment that I discovered that I was actually addicted uh, to shame, just like uh, Roy uh, talked about that he was addicted uh, to resentment. I didn't identify that I uh, was addicted to resentment, but I did identify um, that I was uh, addicted to shame. And so here's uh, how that uh, reading uh, got changed for me. And again, you can find this on that uh, URL that I gave before. Um, it says, based on real or imagined injury of another a person, we uh, create and hold on to guilt about a wrongdoing. So we, we usually start off with the guilt, but then we choose to distort the truth. Self-hatred and then uh, self-hatred and hence a shame are born. So uh, in, in distorting the truth, um, we uh, create shame uh, within our own heads. This uh, distortion of reality produces a false spiritual high. There's a satisfaction. Remember that uh, 
Uh, we have a perverse uh, pleasure um, that uh, we had from the um, fourth step. This is, uh, this is what we uh, do as a part of our uh, addiction to shame is that uh, we, uh, we get a high, uh, we have a false spiritual high um, uh, of having the shame. And, and, and I, I felt that uh, often. You know, I felt like I, I was getting a buzz off of uh, shaming myself um, and, and uh, release uh, from punishing ourselves over the wrong. Self-hatred and shame uh, fill, uh, fill a need, really a demand. And that's the way it was for me. I, I had to uh, uh, have more shame. Um, it says we take uh, nourishment from our uh, self-imprisoned, uh, self-imposed prison of shame. It sustains our, our need to punish ourselves. It sustains uh, the new reality, uh, which is a lie. It hides our worth. We pretend uh, that we are uh, worthless to give us a reason to uh, with, uh, withdraw fully from the world so that no one knows about the secrets inside our head. Thus, shame becomes a drug. To continue uh, justifying this wrong to ourselves, we periodically play the, uh, the incident back, proving our guilt in court every time. Uh, by uh, thus re-experiencing the shame, we seek to uh, recapture the original relief from uh, being able to secretly punish ourselves just like the first time. Our use of uh, shame thus becomes habitual, producing more wrong, which requ requires more of the drug to cover it. The vicious cycle is set, has a life of its own, unrelated uh, to the initial event. Persistence in this habit uh, produces distress. Part of us um, always knew, uh, always knows that it is wrong to keep punishing ourselves like this. The lie doesn't square with something um, inside us. We are not as bad as we, uh, we imagine with what, what we see in, in the real world outside and with inputs uh, we get uh, from others. Plus, we feel a shame uh, for enjoying this unnatural ecstasy and our isolation increases. We try abstaining from this inner spiritual habit, so we become uh, gentle with ourselves as though we had never condemned or uh, thought ill of ourselves. But this pretense only deprives us of our drug shame. It creates a new lie uh, that needs more drug and forces us to treat the distress of withdrawal uh, with the medicine that provides relief, more shame. Uh, this uh, mental behavior fulfills uh, the three criteria of addiction, tolerance, abstinence, and withdrawal. Uh, we are now fully addicted uh, to shame as a spiritual attitude uh, quite apart uh, from any physical acting out. Now, uh, when I uh, originally... Uh, wrote that and uh, and changed the words uh, from uh, the um, the resentment addiction uh, cycle in uh, in the white book. I thought I was the only person on the face of the uh, planet uh, that had that experience. I've now since um, uh, talked to other people, uh, probably into the hundreds of, of people where they've had this uh, same experience uh, that I've recognized and I've heard that this is a common uh, thing. Not everybody in SA uh, experiences uh, this. But uh, there is a significant number of uh, people within SA that have actually had an addiction uh, to shame. And, uh, and uh, it has been and was uh, causing all kinds of uh, problems uh, in their lives, uh, just as uh, much as lust was. And uh, by the way, for me, um, the uh, shame, uh, all, all my lusting was uh, shame-based in, in some form or, or another. Um, that was just my form of acting out. I, I always had to... Uh, some uh, somehow tear myself out uh, apart uh, in my lusting um, and such. That was the um, that's what my uh, pride was was doing. Um, we uh, actually in the last uh, talk before this, uh, this actually came up as a topic, and and I quickly wrote it down as uh, something to to mention here. 
Um, after a while of working on the sashim and uh, and uh, removing it and, and allowing my higher power to show me a different way of uh, behaving and such, I came up uh, with the realization that it is a massive blessing to be a sexaholic. If uh, if that statement uh, gets your attention, um, hang, hang on with me. Um, be, being a sexaholic is a blessing um, because each and every single time this uh, shame stuff comes up, uh, this uh, lust uh, comes up, um, I am forced to do um, something uh, that uh, is not natural uh, within me. I am forced to turn to a higher power um, for, uh, for relief uh, from my uh, symptoms. I can't turn uh, to myself. And if, uh, if sexaholism was the primary way uh, that uh, within me uh, was my opportunity to uh, turn to a higher power, um, then, then it is a massive, incredible blessing that I am a sexaholic. Because I don't know if, uh, if anything else in my life would have caused me to be so, um, uh, so seeking, um, uh, dependent, um, uh, wanting to connect uh, with a higher power as uh, sexaholism uh, does uh, for me. I so incredibly need my higher power um, to, uh, uh, to make it on, on a really a day-to-day basis, sometimes an hour-by-hour uh, hour basis. Um, and uh, if I didn't have sexaholism, I, I would be doing something uh, pride-based uh, somewhere else and, and some, something else. I need this sexaholism uh, in my life uh, to have that um, uh, drive and, and a need to uh, return uh, back to my higher power. Uh, in fact, uh, even uh, today, just a couple hours ago, um, I have had um, someone uh, tell me, uh, give me feedback about uh, how I uh, had performed. I, I had an all-day uh, presentation um, to uh, a, a client of ours, and uh, you know, go, going over the, the product that we had uh, built and uh, and getting their feedback uh, on them. And uh, one one of the people on my own team, they were really amazed. Uh, they're like, "Wow, Mark." You really paused and, and uh, gave them the opportunity uh, uh, to uh, talk uh, amongst themselves, uh, and, and you really listened to them. Um, those kind of uh, skills um, are not natural for me. You know, the uh, the shame uh, based part of me would not have uh, uh, sought uh, for the uh, needs of other people and, and caring and connecting uh, with uh, with other people. This program, uh, you know, you guys in, in these rooms taught me how to uh, desire connection uh, with other, other people. And, you know, the experience that I had uh, today in my own uh, work, um, you know, is applying all these uh, principles in, in my uh, uh, daily uh, affairs where I'm actually uh, connecting and uh, caring about the uh, people around me and, uh, um, and uh, connecting with them. And so, you know, this is um, where this has uh, led me, um, working on all this uh, shame. All right, rambled enough uh, uh, for 40 minutes uh, straight here. Do we have any um, uh, questions? Yeah. yeah, we do have some questions. Do you want me to read them to you? Yeah, why don't you do that? Okay, so the first, the first question was, um, was uh, from David D. How do I set healthy boundaries that help me to grow relationships? Um, my experience is that you can't uh, do it. Um, if you're if you're saying how can uh, me my, myself uh, do it, um, I, I think it's just like uh, anything else in in this program. It's impossible uh, to do. 
Now, if uh, your question is uh, phrased a little bit uh, differently, um, how uh, is my higher power going to help me uh, to set boundaries? Uh, then, uh, then the sky is the limit. Uh, you're going to have all kinds of uh, different uh, possibilities and uh, and answers on on how to do that. And um, you know, seeking after my higher power and uh, looking for uh, what he would have me uh, do and and what he would have me uh, be um, uh, is uh, is the great magic uh, for me. He has, um, you know, just in the last uh, 12 months, uh, gotten me to do things that I never thought I would ever do. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a real gift. Um, uh, follow your higher power. Um, he, he'll show you exactly how to uh, set boundaries and, and when it's appropriate to, to set them and, and when not uh, to do them. Um, you know, uh, so see, seek what it, uh, your higher power uh, has for you. And what I will say is, uh, if you're having trouble uh, listening to your higher power, um, that's not uh, that's not the truth. Your your higher power is speaking all the time. You may be speaking um, in uh, the literature. You might be speaking at meetings. You might be speaking uh, through your uh, sponsor, um, and uh, he can uh, talk inside your head. Um, uh, and you know, just the, those thoughts like, "Wow, that's profound." I I I that would have never come from me. Um, uh, the 11th step promises uh, that you uh, will have more and more um, of these uh, type of uh, revelations and, and these uh, connections. And so um, just uh, keep uh, seeking after them and they'll show up. Um, I, I know that, uh, that it'll occur. Uh, yeah. I just want to thank you for the, for the clarity and speed of your answer. Cause it's uh, when, when, once you understand, when you, once you understand that, but that's the case, that this isn't about me, it's about my higher power, and you just internalize that. And there's no question, the answer's just there. And uh, I really appreciate how the answer just flew out of you, <laughs> the right answer. Thank you. Um, so, so this is from uh, someone else. This is, I've heard some people differentiate between shame and toxic shame. Yeah. that there's a place for the former. I've heard others say something like, there's no place for shame, period. What's your opinion on that? If you think uh, of the difference between shame and toxic shame, could you describe it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so a person who is um, uh, trying to say uh, shame is good and toxic shame is not good, what they're uh, trying to uh, distinguish there is they're trying to say guilt is good and uh, shame uh, is bad. And, and, and that's, that's all they're, they're doing. It's, it's just, um, you know, it's just semantics. It, it's just, uh, it's just uh, different words, uh, but um, the, the way that you can uh, uh, clarify it is um, it's okay to be behavior-based, saying I did wrong behaviors. You know, the, the 12 steps ask us uh, to go ahead and, and uh, do that. That is perfectly fine. That is acceptable. That, that is the healthy thing to do. Uh, what is toxic and problematic is that I'm talking about me as a being. You know, that's the toxic uh, shame is that I'm talking about you know, I'm a bad person in, in uh, however I'm describing it. And that's really the difference between the two. Thank you very much. Um, this is from Garland. He said, I'm, I'm leaving the meeting to go to a public event in our community. So I guess he's going to hear the answer later on the recording. My shame tells me that I'm dangerous in the community and don't deserve to be here. Thank you for the reminder of the shame inventories I've completed in the past. There is no place for me to pick up shame again. It is dangerous to my recovery if I do. Thank you for letting me share. Also, uh, Jace also shared similar. I did the shame inventory mentioned here. 
it was a very powerful process for me. Um, so those, those are the only questions. Um, uh, what, uh, do you have any, uh, um, something that I was thinking about? Is, um, that really what, what you've done is you've applied one particular uh, toxic, um, the, toxic isn't the word, one basic character defect. You've applied mm-hmm. that um, to the inventory. And um, have you been able to then take other people who have other character defects and basically reapply that whole thing for you, your baby is shame, you know, but for another guy, for Roy, it was resentment, right? I mean, this right. was, he was, he was doing this entire thing on resentment for his whole life. You know, have you had that? Have you been able to take that clarity alongside your work with, with, you know, with multiple character defects and multiple people? Um, I have heard other people do it. Um, I have not, uh, you know, had personal experience either for myself. Uh, I'm working on their, other uh, character defects or uh, with um, uh, with a sponsee uh, doing that. But uh, but I do know of other people that have taken the shame inventory and I, I can't think of offhand what character defect that they did it, but they, they, they ran it through the, the exact same eight columns uh, with, with a new character defect and they report to me. And so I'm saying this uh, via, you know, um, hearsay experience uh, that they, they reported uh, to me that, uh, that it was uh, useful and it was powerful. Thanks. I think Brendan wants to speak. Yeah. Hi, uh, Mark. Good to see hey. you. Hey. Hey. Everyone. As, as, as I was telling you before in, in, in a mail, you know, I've been sort of a, a, a fan of your, 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 the work that you did on, on shame. I came across as I was looking through stuff on emotional sobriety <clears throat> and, and, it, and it brought me on to your work on shame. And I think that they're very, very much related. And I was just, you know, I, I was looking here at something that, Bill W. says when he's talking about the issue of emotional sobriety, and he defines it as the development of much more real maturity and balance, which is to say humility in our relations with ourselves, with our fellows, and with God. And it's that thing of the humility, you know, the thing of getting balance. And, and of course, shame, whether you call it shame or toxic shame or whatever, like the sort of the drags you in a particular way down, you know, um, is it takes you away from that humility. And that was a point you were making. And Tom Brady, you know, he has a, a, a tape out where he talks about that. And he talks about this self-hatred, you know, and this addiction to the, to, to the self-hatred. Your work and the, the stuff I was doing in emotional sobriety and then looking at um, Roy's stuff on resentment, what made you realizing, I think that there's, you know, that we have all these, we have all these chemicals to which we can become addicted, you know, to, to, to shame chemicals and, you know, chemicals that sort of come from that, from resentment, um, from, and, and just from, from the tension, from, the, from stress. And that, you know, and, and I don't mean to downplay on, on depression or stuff like this. I know that there's clinical depression, but I think that can also be like sort of an addiction to just, you know, to just this feeling grim because, it changes my brain chemistry, you know, and, and all of this thing, you know, all the business with being addicted, uh, you know, it, what is it, doctor, the doctor's opinion says, it says, you know, we do these things, we do these addictions because we like the effect, you know, so there's got yep. to be a, a payoff, and I think that was a point that you made, that there's, that there's a payoff to this, um, or, or else I wouldn't be doing it. 
And you know, I mean, it just it just opens up a whole a whole range of things because it, it, it takes me in the opposite direction. And, and I leave that because I wanted to come back to that. But I wanted to point out, um, I was doing a workshop in Poland recently. We went through the steps, and then we went through the emotional sobriety, and then we went to the shame inventory. And it was like opening a Pandora's box. You know, just take it out there and say to people, you know, do you have an instant of shame? And it just flowed out. It was coming from left, right. Everybody had it. Everybody had something from their youth, some, something I think, you know. Um, and, and I was taking them through it. And I have to admit that, you know, I, I, had, I had overlooked, you know, the, the, the key issue there of the prayer at the end of it. You know, we didn't sort of have time. We sort of rushed through it and we didn't get to the prayer. And, and, you know, that being key. So I'd like you to talk about two things. One is, is, is that first issue that I mentioned, and the second is sort of the healing power of prayer, you know, because that's basically, 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 basically what you're talking about there. So one is the, you know, that I'm getting something out of shame, and then on the other side, the healing power of prayer. Yes. Um, yeah, if you remember at the very beginning where I was talking about my history of uh, being in shame, and you... Uh, if you paid a real close attention to what was uh, happening to my voice, it was starting to break up. It was starting to crack. It was uh, starting to, um, my brain was uh, starting to process and, and re-experience uh, that shame. Um, you know, it, that, that drug w- uh, was uh, starting to uh, build up inside of me. And um, it's interesting that you brought all, all that up. You know, that is uh, kind of uh, where my uh, recovery reading right now has been uh, leading uh, me right now is how uh, we experience all these things in our body. And it, it's more than just uh, brain uh, chemistry. You know, it is a chemical dump uh, into the, the bloodstream. And I can feel it in all kinds of uh, other parts of my, my body. You know, it, it, is a, it is a very much a real physical um, experience that, that you have uh, when you're, you're high on, on, on your drug. Um, and uh, I do remember um, a couple of my um, uh, talks. Uh, there was one uh, in Nashville where they set me up for three hours of, of this uh, uh, shame, you know, back to back, you know, one hour after another hour, after three hours of uh, talking about this uh, shame, I, I was completely, um, I, I don't know, I, I, I was about ready to shut down because I'd had basically three hours of, you know, trying to describe to everybody what the uh, process and the experience of, of shame was. And I was, in, in fact, re-experiencing uh, that, that shame and, and having that, you know, that uh, brain chemistry in there. And, and I needed uh, some... <laughs> actual uh, real uh, recovery work, you know, after uh, talking uh, about this to, uh, to uh, handle the, the fact that I had spent three hours uh, talking about it uh, type of thing. So yes, it is very much a, a real thing. It is uh, very much a, um, you know, our, our uh, brains and our bodies know exactly how to react uh, with shame and, and I can't handle it. Um, it, it is very much a, an addiction. Um, and then your second part, remind me again. Still on mute. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I had it uh, before I started speaking, but I, I can't remember. Oh, there you go. Go ahead. Yeah, it was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago for us. Daniel. <laughs> We're slightly tired here. No, but you know what? It, it, uh, it, the thing about that is, and I did the steps on codependency a few uh, um, a few months ago. And as as you, as you know, Brendan, from my share the other hour, it, that's really what my problem is right now. It's the codependency that me completely my my well being being dependent on someone else's well being, 
And um, in doing the steps a few months ago, I, I came to understand and learn that actually the chemicals um, that are excreted in my brain through the obsession, I'm actually addicted to those chemicals. It's a, it's a specific reaction, which is what you're talking about. It's here, Mark, exactly that. Those chemicals that are produced, and we as addicts will find our, our body, our, our chemistry will find the right combination of emotions and feelings for us to excrete those chemicals. It's a very, very base biological reality. And we, it's, it's all so emotional. It's, it's so complex because at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're trying to come to a point of emotional uh, stability and, and sobriety um, through a balancing of these hormones that we're excreting through the obsession, through exactly that feeling that you had when your voice started cracking up, you know yep. that feeling that I had when my when my wife got upset. You know, it's just unbelievable, and it's actually a very base chemical reaction. It's very okay. interesting. Yeah, and thank you. That that helped me remember what the second part of the the question was. That that was about the prayer um, and how critical and important uh, that that is. And my experience is that if you only do seven columns, uh, you know, the first seven columns in the shame inventory and skip over the prayer, because I, I don't know, I, I don't need uh, God uh, to be a part of this uh, process. Um, you are at best doing 25% of the uh, shame inventory. The real work is when you uh, get uh, in front of uh, your higher power and you uh, say uh, to your higher power, I'm willing uh, to, to be what you want me to be. I'm uh, willing uh, to, uh, have you uh, changed things uh, within me? I don't need this uh, shame. Um, I, I'm giving it uh, to you. Um, that's critical. If uh, if you're not uh, doing that work, um, I you're really not. You're you're writing stuff on on a piece of paper and and wasting your time, frankly. That's actually very interesting because the the last time that I did the steps, um, I have to analyze this a bit. But the last time that I did the steps was in a a short form kind of 30 page version. And he puts all the prayers of step four into step nine. And up until that point, I had focused on making the prayers a very key part of my step four. Mm-hmm. Um, after, after I analyzed where, you know, if it, it, it which, which, you know, which way around, I mean, the prayers are key and critical. The timing is the, is the interesting point. Um, maybe when you've got to step nine, those prayers are maybe are more meaningful. And that's where, he, where he came to it. And, and, you know, I've seen some people uh, do um, uh, in a, a format uh, steps four th- uh, through um, eight and, and nine very quickly, you know, and, and certainly our uh, uh, AA for our first people went through all, all the steps in a matter of, of hours, you know. Oh, not- yes, this, this was five days we did all the steps. It was five days. So it was yeah. very, uh, exactly. So it wasn't that far between my fifth step that I then got to the prayers. Right. Then, then it's fine. You know, if, uh, if you're going through all, all those very quickly and you're doing the prayers there, but if, if you're doing, you know, what uh, some of us do, you know, uh, weeks, months, years be, uh, between uh, steps and, you know, uh, and therefore it's uh, months, uh, years between uh, step four and, and step nine. Yeah. You're, you're too far away uh, from, uh, from those prayers. hundred percent. But the time is going to run out there. I'm sorry. I just want to just to be, just one one thing to the right. First of all, I want to ask you: Are you coming to Madrid to the convention in Madrid? I, I wish I was, but I, I'm not. Oh dear, dear, dear. Okay. Well, I hope that at some stage we'll get you to come on the on the European circuit. Um, they, you know, they bring speakers over here from time to time, and I think that it'd be, uh, be great to have you come over here to Europe some stage and sort of come around and do some workshops around here. 
and I look forward to sort of you know sharing with you and and, and sharing ideas and you know getting getting this thing out more and more because it's it's been a great help. So it was great. Thank you. I know that you had a very tight framework. You're only in a few hours available. And so thanks very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I think it'd be great for everybody. You know? Thank you. Yeah. No, no, I appreciate it. Um, and such, I, I would uh, love that. And uh, I've got uh, several friends uh, over there in Europe. So that, that would be wonderful. I, I turned it back to Daniel there. Oh, yep. Yeah, thanks so much, Mark. We really, really appreciate it. Um, uh, it's funny because for me, um, I don't know, my, you know, sh I, I have a, tr I have a real trouble identifying shame. And I think when, when I did my seventh step and I focused um, on all of my character defects, I, I skipped over greed so many times that I realized, wow, I am so greedy. So you know, I have a lot of work. I have a lot of work to do to actually really connect to where the shame is. It's, uh, it's obviously if it's something that I don't fully identify with. For me, it means that there's something that I'm repressing, really repressing. Um, about ten minutes ago, we had a really interesting a question here. Um, the question uh, was: Is the opposite of a shame worthiness? And uh, I think that's more than appropriate uh, to, to say that. Um, I've always uh, said that the opposite of uh, shame is uh, humility. Uh, because uh, shame is a form of pride. Um, I, I didn't understand that in, in the beginning. Um, I, I, I thought shame was the opposite of pride, but shame is a form of pride. Uh, it's just the other side of the, the uh, pride coin um, is what it, what it says in the, the literature. Um, so, so I've always thought the opposite of uh, shame was uh, humility, uh, but worthiness um, uh, is, uh, if you're talking about it um, in a non-ego uh, inflating uh, uh version of worthiness, uh, I think that's more than appropriate. So, so if it's a humble form of a worthiness, I, I think that that's an appropriate uh, opposite form of shame. Well, thank you very much. Maybe you want to lead us out in a, in a program prayer of your, of your choosing. All right. Um